Welcome back to this week's episode of A Playmaker's View. On this episode, I'm joined by Brett Paglish, a former, former baseball player and huge fan of the game. Within this episode, we are going to discuss our thoughts on the upcoming 2020 season. All right, Brett, so we'll get things started here. Thanks for joining me on this week's podcast. Oh, I really appreciate you for having me. It's an honor. I'm really excited. Yeah, about time we, we sat down and started talking. So first, uh, we're going to do a bunch of different little segments to this episode. First, we're going to kind of get into uh, the off season and, you know, the big moves and trades, you know, signings. So first off, I want to hear your view on, you know, all the big trades and stuff that have happened and your thoughts for this upcoming season, how they're going to impact each team. Well, first, obviously, we got to talk about the big trade that's happened to the Dodgers. You know, we got David Price, Bustar, Gratterall, and uh, Mookie Betts headed that way. It's a, a big, dangerous, bull, possible bullpen arm with uh, Bustar. You got Mookie Betts throwing, getting thrown in a lineup where that lineup is already juiced enough as it is. So that's going to be really interesting to see. So as David Price joining a rotation that's surrounded by Walker Buehler and Clayton Kershaw. So I'm... Um, very excited to see how the Dodgers turn out. I think that they have a really good chance to make it to the World Series again three times in four years, but we'll see where all of that goes. Yeah, and I, I also think that, in my opinion, that trade was kind of a one-sided thing. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, I honestly feel that the Dodgers kind of got a, a lucky steal out of that whole trade. Mookie Betts has been an MVP. Uh, he's a great competitor, and David Price is a great arm. So overall, just the Dodgers really got a steal out of that one. Well, I definitely agree, definitely agree. Big. I think out of the three teams involved, the Dodgers definitely got the benefit of it, especially if Mookie decides to stay with LA past this season. For sure. All right, so are there any other big trades or uh, free agents that have popped up to you uh, within this offseason that you want to talk about? If not, I have kind of a list of some things that we can talk about. Yeah, I got one big thing, being a Yankees fan. Garrett Cole of the Yankees, I'm really – Interested to see how that turns out. We tend to sign pitcher big pictures. They sometimes pan out, sometimes don't. So I'm hoping he comes in with that same fierce um, competitive mindset that he had with the Astros in that second half of the season especially. And I do think he got snubbed out of Cy Young last year, and I think he's going to be coming for vengeance and aiming for that award to take away from his former teammate, Justin Verlander. Uh, another low-key signing that I think will be – very interesting is Billy Hamilton Billy Hamilton to the San Francisco Giants he is a although he does not hit very well a 220 hitter but man could still 60 bases if he decides to get on so if he can possibly turn it around I think that he could be a big pickup in a rebuilding organization yeah for sure one thing I wanted to really highlight on uh, was I think the Reds that finished off their season last year uh, on kind of a high note and you know, they added a few guys. Um, you know, they have a they have Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, uh, Castiello is their right. big right-hander. They have a great uh, pitching rotation. Um, they added uh, Nick Cassianos. So I think for them in the Central, Central has always been historically a great division. Uh, but this might be the year that they kind of pull away. And being a Cardinals fan, I hate saying that, but they're looking really good. And I think they, they took advantage of the offseason and all the – all the people available, uh, for sure. I definitely agree. They really went and stacked their outfield up, so I'm seeing how some of those young guys, if they end up getting playing time or see what they do with them, maybe trade them away and add another pit- pitcher just for good measure. So I'm, I'm also very curious about the Reds and see what they can do in a very dominant central division. 
Yeah. Also, uh, another Cardinals miss. We'll talk about some Cardinals misses. I know you're a Yankees fan, but I'm a pretty big Cardinals fan. Uh, Marcelo Zuna to the Braves, which is uh, is only, I think, one year. Is it $18 million, yeah. really? Which is something, honestly, that the Cardinals probably could have afforded. Oh. I'm not really sure what happened there. He said he wanted to come back to St. Louis, uh, but I think for the Braves, that was a good pickup. You know, he's a good veteran. He can hit the ball. If he has a season like he did, I think it was 2016, you know, 40 home runs or whatever it was, uh, the man can hit. Obviously, defensively, he's not the best, but um, a lot of upside to him. Uh, so I also want to flip to the Cardinals. I don't know if you've been following what they've been doing, uh, but a few signings that they have had this offseason. Um, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but Kwong Hugh Kim, um, who is a left-handed pitcher who the Cardinals are hoping to have some upside. Um, another under-the-radar signing from the Cardinals, but that's something they always do. Um, they also got a top prospect, the big multiple people, I think it was six people in that trade yeah, with the Rays. Um, so he's going to have some upside. Unfortunately, they lost uh, Jose Martinez, who is a big uh, fan or, I guess, fan favorite for the St. Louis people. Uh, but what are your thoughts? I want to get into the whole Arenado stuff. What are your thoughts on us missing out on him? Uh, I think that there still may be a chance that the Cardinals may be able to swing some tie and get him. I know he's not too pleasant with the situation in Colorado right now, so they still have a shot at it, although the season is right around the corner. Um, I think it was definitely a big mess, especially with the losing of Ozuna. He's a very good power bat in the middle of the lineup, especially with, to a team that failed to hit the ball in the NLCS last year. I thought we would really make some more big moves in the free agents this, this season. I saw... Um, a couple of days ago that we were in the top like two lowest teams in free agency spending this season. So I thought that was very interesting knowing how the Cardinals are a very historic um, organization. I thought they would be willing to maybe make a big move. I know they offered a big package to Colorado. And so hopefully they can maybe make some magic happen. Maybe a little beginning of season, mid-season. So. Yeah, a little trade deadline kind of Exactly. Kind of um, all right, so is there any more uh, big moves in the offseason that you want to touch on before we move on? Uh, last big one, Anthony Rendon to the Los Angeles Angels, obviously. Another big contract signing. I thought this was a very interesting move for the Angels to spend, pretty much push their chips all in on Arenado money-wise instead of they have a very lackluster pitching rotation with a very awesome lineup already with Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Atone, the whole nine. So I thought that was very interesting, especially since, too, this Jock Peterson trade uh, fell through. So very curious to see how Rendon impacts the Angels and if, what they can do. Yeah, the Angels have kind of been a team. They have a lot. I mean, they have Mike Trout, of all people, uh, but they haven't really been able to find that edge to make it to the playoffs and make a run. But uh, this could be their year <clears throat> Excuse me, to change it all. Uh, so that's I like the, your take on that. So we're going to switch now to a little bit of our preseason kind of odds and favorites on World Series, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, things like that. So I want to start off, I was doing some research and saw on MLB.com, they had their way too early uh, divisional winners. So I'm going to list those off and I want to hear your thoughts and who you think will win. So first of all, in the AL East, they think the Rays uh, are going to take that division with Mookie Betts, of course, being... Out of the picture in Boston, uh, the Rays are told to be the next team up. And the AL Central, the White Sox, which kind of shocked me there. They didn't have the, the best season, but they do have um, you know, Abreu and some people who 
know how to play the game and people to build around. So that'll be interesting if they can make a little run. Of course, as the past few years, uh, the Astros will we'll talk some more about their scandal and all that in a bit. Um, on to the NL, we have the Braves, of course. The Braves had a great season last year, uh, knocked out the Cardinals, and they're returning some great guys. Uh, in the Central, as I said, the Reds are looking stacked this year, so MLB Network see, uh, thinks that they will come up top of the Central, which I hate to hear, but honestly, it might happen. And of course, in the West, as always, the Dodgers. So what are your, what's your take on uh, those predictions, and let me hear what you kind of think about uh, who you think is going to win each division? Yeah, actually, I actually really like their predictions. I uh, actually went ahead and made a little uh, favorite and underdog per division who I thought was going to win. Um, so in the AL East, they had the Tampa Bay Rays. I actually have, you know, my guys, the New York Yankees, big Garrett Cole signing in that power-hitting lineup. I think they're going to be very dangerous deep. My underdog, I actually did not put the Tampa Bay Rays, but I put the Toronto Blue Jays that possibly their young core somehow really steps it up this year and sneaks them in, but even though that is not too likely. Uh, in the AL West, I also got the Astros winning. They did lose Garrett Gar Cole, but it's still a very talented, dangerous lineup, so very curious to see how their season really turns out, especially. Um, for the underdog, I got the Los Angeles Angels. Maybe Mike Trout in the playoffs, hopefully one year. Uh AL Central, I have my underdogs, the White Sox, as well as MLB.com. I really like their lineup. They went and added two big bats this offseason. Uh, so I think they had the potential to really do well. But those Minnesota Twins are really standing out. They set the MLB record for most home runs in the season last season with 307. And they just added Josh Allenson. So that's a really dangerous lineup. My AL Championship winner I got, uh, making it to the World Series, I have the New York Yankees. I think Garrett Cole is going to propel them in there. I think that lineup with Stanton and Judge is really going to hit some home runs this year, 50 apiece. That is my bold call of the day. <laughs> and in the NL, uh, NL East, I got the Atlanta Braves, man. They're just, they're a dangerous lineup, very young team too, so I think they're going to be good for years to come. Underdog, New York Mets. they got a very nice pitching rotation, nice bullpen depth, and a very good lineup that has a lot of potential. Shout out, Stro. <laughs> Uh, NL Central, I got to go with the St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Bourne. Uh, I think they won it last year. I think they're going to have that. Like, Cardinals always a historically great team, and I think they're going to have that mindset. John Mozeliak, he, he knows what he's doing, even though sometimes I don't think he does. But I think he's going to roll the dice, and I think he's going to make some big moves throughout the season and really propel the Cardinals to another division win. But the underdog, like you said, the Cincinnati Reds, they got a very dangerous team indeed. If that team can all play together, it's going to be a sight to see. In the West, obviously, Dodgers, I think they're going to end up with the best record in baseball this season and possibly break the single-season wins uh, record this year. I think they had the potential to do it, and they have the stars to do it. With my underdog, Colorado Rockies, if they decide not to trade uh, Nolan Arenado, I think they have a dangerous lineup that in Coors Field could really do some damage. Yeah, I really like your take on those things. I think uh, your underdogs are pretty eye-opening. There's so many teams with some young talent and guys who can – if they, like you said, like the Reds, if they put it all together and work as a team, you know, we could see some new faces in, in the playoffs this year. So let's take a, a look into the Cy Young races and MVP. So we'll start with Cy Young. Uh, I want to hear your your predictions on AL and NL Cy Young winners. Uh, for the NL, I got to go with the ball, the mad dog himself, Max Scherzer. Even though he was um, on the IL twice last year, um, missed even missed a World Series start due to an injury. 
I think that he's going to be back in his original form and go for yet another Cy Young win. And then in the AL, I got uh, my man Tyler Glasnow from Tampa Bay Rays. A uh, very low-key guy. Um, I think if he's able to pitch a good amount of innings this season, that he can put up some dangerous numbers and possibly be a little surprise. Very underrated, under-the-radar guy. I, didn't, I know we talked about this earlier. I didn't even know who that really was, but um, that's another one of your bold takes here. I love it. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the MVP. Um, we had, it was Trout, I believe, in the AL, yeah. and then uh, Bellinger for the NL. Uh, two outstanding young talents. So who do you think is going to come up top this year? On the AL, obviously you got to go Mike Trout. He's going for his fourth, and I think he's going to obviously put up Mike Trout numbers to do his thing. But a person to watch out for is Giancarlo Stanton. He's come off a career low in games last season. Uh, was hurt a lot. But I think if he's in that lineup and he's healthy, 50 home runs is not out of the picture, and he can really do some damage. Um, in the NL, I got my man Bryce Harper pulling the trigger this year and going from getting MVP number two. He had a career high in RBIs last year as well to a second career high in uh, home run total. Uh, I mean, second highest in the season he had, I mean. And I think that he's going to really put it together in Philly this year and go get MVP number two. That's I like that because – I think for Bryce, you know, you're going to a new place. And to me, I think that it's not that the pressure got to him, but it's hard to adapt to a new place. And so it's going to be interesting to see how year two will turn out for him. Uh, But he definitely has the talent to uh, become an MVP candidate for sure. Uh, So I know you might not know all the incoming Rookie of the Year's, but do you have any takes on your rookies of the year? I actually, I got some notes written down here where I think maybe we'll be able to uh, take the award home this year. Um, in the NL, Gavin Lux from the Dodgers. He's looking like a very potential all-star candidate later in his career, and I think he's going to really put up some numbers this year. But uh, also Mitch Keller uh, from the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think he has the capability to put up some numbers for Rookie of the Year. In the AL, I got Jesus Luzardo. Oh, I'm going to pronounce this all wrong. Luzardo. Jesus Luzardo from the Oakland Athletics. I think he's going to be a really – star in the making and I think he can really pull up some numbers to snag the award yeah that's awesome I loved your take once again uh it's always cool to you know when there's new guys in the league to look out for those kind of talents and I know for a lot of people you don't know who's going to come in and surprise you so that's always an interesting thing to see the rookie of the year is always a fun race um but I want to do something a little fun while we're at it uh change the topic on our predictions and all that we're going to play what I call a little nickname trivia so I'm going to ask you a little bit about, um, so I'm going to either give the guy's name and you're going to have to tell me the nickname or the nickname and you'll have to give me uh, the MLB player. So first off, All right, uh, let's I, do it. I asked you this before out of, out of nowhere, but which um, MLB star is known as Superman? Superman. Um, I'm not 100% sure on this one, honestly. Uh trying to think of someone who'd wear a Superman shirt under their jersey and I'm gonna have to go with uh I'm gonna go with Francisco Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians is who I would guess unfortunately that is incorrect <laughs> oh man so it is Kevin Pillar okay outfielder yep he got the nickname in as a Toronto Blue Jay and Blue Jays fans called him that mainly because he would fly and try to Catch fly balls, not try. He did catch. He has some amazing catches. Oh, yeah. Um, so that is his nickname, Kevin Pillar, also known as okay. Superman. Okay. Um, so 
there's a newcomer to the league named KK. Can you K- tell me who that is? <laughs> KK. Uh, man. Um, brand new free agent signing. Brand new free agent signing KK. I'm going to go. Can I get another hint by any chance? International player. International player Pitcher. KK. Um, is it the guy the Cardinals signed? It is. It is? Yes. <laughs> I won't say his name. Kwang Hoon Kim. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. But yeah, that's KK. So I'm going to be calling him KK all season because <laughs> don't want to bother with the other. All right, this is... Uh, honestly, when I saw this one, I was kind of confused because I thought someone else was under this name, but Mr. October. Mr. I thought that was the one and only Reggie Jackson. It is. It is. It is Reggie Jackson. Yes. I'm I guessing you know it. Derek Jeter? I thought it was Derek yep. Jeter. Yeah. So... Under my research, it is Reggie Jackson. So, the slugger to you. Three home <laughs> runs in one game. Don't forget, World Series. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I mentioned his name earlier. Um, I think it's Cafe or some. I think it's Cafe. Do you know who that is? Cafe. Uh, it's definitely not the the panda Pablo Sandoval. Um, Cafe. He's a uh, low. He's a low key kind of player. A low key guy. Okay. Um. I'm going to go cafe. I'm going to go out of absolute left field. So I'm going to go with Corey Dickerson from the Miami Mar- Miami Marlins. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, no, it's actually Jose Martinez. Ah, I was way off. Yeah, <laughs> I was so way off. He actually has a coffee that is called El Cafe. Um, that's, he drinks a lot of coffee. Obviously, I guess that's why he's always hyper drinking all that caffeine. But yeah, I, I didn't really expect you to get that one. So That's awesome. Uh, all right, last one. Um, I think some people might know this. It's a pretty common nickname. Uh, but do you know what Cal Ripken Jr. was nicknamed? Iron Man, baby. Yes, sir. Correct, Iron Man. Some Black Sabbath. Yes, sir. Broke Lou Gehrig's uh, consecutive games record. Awesome guy. Yep. All right, so the last thing that we are going to cover today on uh, Playmaker's View is the Astros scandal. I know it's been a big topic within baseball, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts on if you think the league is doing things right, your thoughts on did the did they actually cheat, was it right for them to cheat, and you know, just kind of give me your thoughts on the whole situation. Uh, I think what they did was pretty wrong for the sport of baseball. I think that it really put baseball in a negative spotlight in the nation. I don't think that's something baseball should be. Uh, I think what they did was absolutely wrong. You shouldn't go. Stealing signs is a thing of baseball. You do it from the pitcher. The pitcher's tipping you off. Or if you're on second base, you can see the catcher's signs. That's different. You're in the game. You're doing that. And you're doing your research doing that. But to get it from video evidence from out in a video booth, I don't think that is morally right for the game of baseball. And I think it could be very jeopardizing if, um, the commissioner does not really stop on it and really make his punishment more difficult than it was already. I think that if I've heard you know the rumors of the buzzers on the players, and I think if that was something to come out, I think if certain players admit to doing it, that they shouldn't be allowed in baseball anymore. They cheated. Uh, Pete Rose cheated, and he's still paying for it. The White Sox, they cheated, and they're still paying for it. And I think it's something that you got to stand firm on. Cheating is not really allowed in baseball. I don't think it should be, and I think it's something that should be taken a little more serious. Yeah, I, I certainly agree, and there's a few things that I wanted to touch on. For one, uh, obviously, like you said, uh, people have been, quote-unquote, cheating, stealing signs, all that stuff, to a certain extent. 
if you're using video and all that kind of stuff, it's way beyond proportion. And I tell you what, I love the Astros. I love the way they play, but it put a sour taste in my mouth when I found this all out. And I was actually listening to a podcast. Mike Clevenger was talking about, you know, just the fact that so many people work two to three jobs to make okay. not even half the money that these MLB players are, are making. And they, they go out cheating and they're awarded for this kind of stuff. So it's just something to think about. Um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen to the MLB. But like you said, definitely a negative spotlight uh, for the MLB. And I'll be curious to see what they do here in the future because, I mean, it's a huge situation. And uh, I don't know if the Astros are going to get knocked for it or not. But either way, definitely uh, changes the whole aspect of the game. I was also listening to the same podcast you are talking about earlier. And uh, I he was also talking about the players that were affected by it, the players who – careers were cut short because of it, because of this ban. The the teams thought they weren't doing that well, but in all reality, it was just the other team was cheating. They knew that what was coming. Uh, I actually had someone spark a debate with me about this the other day, about is this worse than steroids? And I would have to firmly say no. Steroids are something that a player injects in themselves to make them stronger, quicker, faster. But that, that does not give you the ability to hit a ball. You have to still be able to hit that ball and hit it. But if you know what pitch is coming, you can know how to sit back on a curve. You can swing a little early on a fastball and stuff like that. It just gives you an advantage that is really unfair. Right. No, I totally agree with that. I think I had that same argument with multiple people. Um, it's different. People don't understand how hard, I mean, obviously, if you play baseball. But, you know, if you have a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, I take a Raldis Chapman. All two, they took him deep. And, you know, maybe he had that buzzer going off, you know, telling him fastball is coming, and he yanks it. Uh, for a home run, which helps them make it to the World Series. But if he had steroids, yes, it would help him hit the ball harder, but it's not necessarily going to allow his eyes and his ability to track that ball. So exactly. that's some good stuff. Um, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I appreciate you coming on again. Uh, again, guys, this was Brett Paglish. Played baseball for many years. Big Yankees fan, correct? Yes, sir. Yankees. I'm from St. Louis. Also a big Cardinals fan. Yeah, and follows the game all the time. So, uh, again, appreciate you coming on. And, again, thank you guys for listening. This was a Playmaker's View, and I'm looking forward to providing you guys with some more videos here in the near future.